Have you ever heard of the Mutual Defense Alliance? This is Erdogan's intention and goal is to uh, build this alliance with its surrounding neighbors. In other words, Turkey's surrounding neighbors. And just who are they? Well, this is Albert Hardy with episode 190 of Bible Prophecy Radio. This is going to get your attention in more than one way, I'm afraid. But this mutual defense alliance is going to cause some problems. Now, right now, there's about 10 nations that he's got in mind and is working with on this project. And their armies will amass uh, together and form a 200 million man army, roughly. That's a lot of army. Now, they will go into Israel and overwhelm it like a flood. Instead of the regulars like Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and Luke 21, let's start out today in Isaiah 24. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. Now, I don't think it's the Lord so much, at least at the moment, as it is us. We humans are about to go to war in the Middle East and cause a lot of devastation. As it says in, in uh, Daniel and lots of other places. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people, priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors. None will be spared. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. The earth mourns and is dried up, and the crops waste away and wither. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers from the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions and violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. They are destroyed by fire, and only a few are left alive. Did you ever see that? That is Isaiah 24, verse 6. The grapevines waste away, and there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines is stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp, or a guitar in our case, are silent. Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. The city writhes in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins, its gates battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. 
Only a remnant is left, like us the stray olives left on a tree, or the few grapes left on the vine after harvest. But all who are left shout and sing for joy. Those in the West praise the Lord's majesty. Could that be America? Uh, possibly. In the eastern lands, give glory to the Lord. In the lands beyond the sea, praise the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Yeah, like that's going to happen with people who are Islamic. Well, eventually, yes, they will. They will turn to God and repent. Verse 16, Isaiah 24. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth. Songs that give glory to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit prevails and treachery is everywhere. And that's what treachery is. Deceit. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot, you people of the earth. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap. Those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. The foundations of the earth shake. Wow. The earth has broken up. It has utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. In other translations, this reads, The earth reels to and fro like a drunkard. Wow. It trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again, at least like it was. For the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. In that day, and every time you hear that phrase, in that day, it's prophecy. In that day, the Lord will punish the gods, the little g-gods, in the heavens, the stars and, and, you know, that sort of thing, worshiping the stars, witchcraft, if you ask me. The proud rulers of the nations of the earth, they will be rounded up and put in prison. They will be shut up in prison and finally be punished. Then the glory of the moon shall wane, and the brightness of the sun will fade, for the Lord of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. He will rule with great glory, as Jesus himself said, in Jerusalem, in the sight of all the leaders of his people. Chapter 25, Isaiah O Lord, I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago, and now you have accomplished them. You turn mighty cities into heaps of ruins. Wow, like New York City, you mean, or Detroit, or L.A., or Chicago, or Atlanta, or Miami? Yep. Cities with strong walls are turned to rubble. Beautiful palaces in distant lands disappear and will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong nations will declare your glory. Ruthless nations will fear you. 
But you are a tower of refuge to the poor, O Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and a shelter from the heat. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people are like a storm beating against a wall or like the relentless heat of the desert. But you silence the roar of foreign nations as the shade of a cloud cools I'm sorry, as the shade of a cloud cools relentless heat, so the boastful songs of the ruthless people are stilled. In Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. Now, what is he talking about? What is this shadow of death that hangs all over the earth? What is this cloud of gloom? Well, let's turn back briefly to Isaiah 34. And what does it have to do with this alliance or coalition? Well, it has everything to do with it because it's a coalition of armies. It's a defense force. Well, this defense force, if it was truly a defense force, wouldn't be fearsome to anybody unless they tried to attack them. But no, this is an army, a standing army, fully armed and ready to take out Israel and any of her allies, I might add. Come and hear and listen. No, come here and listen, O nations of the earth. Let the world and everything in it hear my words. This is Isaiah 34, verse 2. For the Lord is enraged against the nations. His fury is against all their armies. In other words, this coalition, this alliance, he's against this alliance. He will completely destroy them, dooming them to slaughter. Talk about a cloud of doom. Their dead will be left unburied. The stench of rotting bodies will fill the land. The mountains will flow with their blood. The heavens above will melt away and disappear like a rolled-up scroll. And many of you have heard me say what I think this means. They are going to nuke several places in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, Jordan, Iraq, Iran, Israel, places that actually produce oil. When they do, they're going to open up a giant Pandora's box, which is going to cause problems for every earth dweller. And what do I mean by that? Well, you have a bottomless source of fuel, i.e. oil, natural gas, asphalt, and tar sands that are all over that place. And when they nuke them onto fire, they will form gigantic craters which will fill with oil and be set on fire with the nuclear explosions. Imagine huge plumes, huge columns of billowing smoke emitting black 
toxic gas and smoke into the Earth's atmosphere. And with no one able to get anywhere close to these superheated fires, what's going to happen to the planet? Well, as the world turns and the smoke is not put out, it will fill the atmosphere with black, toxic smoke. If you breathe it, you die. It's as simple as that. So everybody will be holed up in their houses, hoping to avoid breathing that smoke. Isaiah 34, 4. The heavens will melt away and disappear like a rolled up scroll, because you won't be able to see them through the cloud cover of smoke. The stars will fall from the sky like withered leaves from a grapevine or shriveled figs from a fig tree. See Matthew 24 and Isaiah 24 verse 20. Matthew 24 verse 29 in particular, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken or disrupted. And these are the words of Jesus Christ himself, the great prophet and predictor of what's to come. Verse 5, And when my sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall on Edom. And in other places, he says that there will be nothing left of the house of Esau, and that's Edom, which I understand is Saudi Arabia, basically. Edom is the nation I have marked for destruction, he says in verse 5. The sword of the Lord is drenched with blood and covered with fat, the fat of lambs and goats, the fat of rams prepared for sacrifice. Yes, the Lord will offer a sacrifice in the city of Basra. Now, there's a Basra in Iraq, by the way. He will make a mighty slaughter in Edom. Even men as strong as wild oxen will die, the young men alongside with the veterans. The land will be soaked with blood, and their soil enriched with fat. Why? For it is the day of the Lord's revenge, the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel. And I got a feeling it's not done. Listen carefully to verse 9. The streams of Edom will be filled with burning pitch. The ground will be covered with fire. Well, that's what happens when you nuke the oil fields of Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, Jordan, Israel, Iraq, and Iran, that whole area. This judgment on Edom will never end. The smoke of its burning will rise forever. The smoke's what's left over after the fire goes out as well. The land will be lying deserted from generation to generation, and no one will live there anymore. It will be haunted by desert owls and screech owls, the great owl and the raven. For God will measure that land carefully. He will measure it for chaos and destruction, not for blessing, in other words. It will be called the land of nothing, and all its nobles will soon be gone. 
Thorns will overrun its palaces, and nettles and thistles will grow in its forts. The ruins will become like a haunt, or will become a haunt for jackals and a home for owls. Desert animals will mingle there with the hyenas and their howl filling the night. Wild goats will bleat at one another among the ruins, and the night creatures will come to rest there. There the owl will make her nest and lay her eggs. She will hatch her young and cover them with her wings. The buzzards will come, each one with its mate. Search the book of the Lord and see what he will do. Not one of these birds or animals will be missing, and neither will these prophecies. They will be fulfilled. It's not me making a prophecy, by the way. It's God. It's written in your Bible and mine. For the Lord has promised this. His Spirit will make it all come true. He has surveyed and divided the land and deeded it over to those creatures. They will possess it forever from generation to generation. And that's the end of chapter 34 of Isaiah. There's some very scary times coming ahead, my friends. You can also go to Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 8 and 9. Let's just flip on over there for a minute. Well, let's start in verse 7, Ezekiel 38, 7. Get ready, be prepared, keep all the armies around you mobilized, and take command of them. A long time from now you will be called into action. In the distant future, which is where we are today, this was written about 3,500 years ago, I'm guessing. We'll, uh, you will swoop down on the land of Israel, which will be enjoying peace and recovering from war. And after its people have returned from many lands to the mountains of Israel, you and all your allies, a vast and awesome army, will roll down on them like a storm and cover the land like a cloud. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. At that time, evil thoughts will come into your mind, and you will devise a wicked scheme. You will say, Israel is un an unprotected land filled with unwalled villages. I will march against her and destroy these people who live in such confidence. I will go to those formerly desolate cities that are now filled with people who have returned from exile in many nations. I will capture vast amounts of plunder, for the people are now rich with livestock and other possessions. They think the whole world revolves around them. Now, how could anybody think that they know what other people are thinking? Well, it's what God's Word says right here. Verse 13, Ezekiel 38, But Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish will ask, Do you really think the armies you have gathered can rob them of their silver and gold? Do you think you can drive away their livestock and seize their goods and carry off plunder? 
Therefore, son of man, prophesy against Gog, G-O-G, give him this message from the sovereign Lord. When my people are living in peace in their land, then you will rouse yourself. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with your vast cavalry and your mighty army, and you will attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. Didn't we just see that in Isaiah? Yep. At that time, in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches. That can only happen in our day with television and satellite communications, the internet and the like. And my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you. Whoa, that's scary. O Gog, then all the nations will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord asks. Are you the one I was talking about long ago when I announced through Israel's prophets that in the future... I would bring you against my people. But this is what the Sovereign Lord says. When Gog invades the land of Israel, my fury will boil over. Uh Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good at all. In my jealousy and blazing anger, I promise a mighty shaking in the land of Israel on that day. All living things... The fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals in the field, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people on earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down, and cliffs will crumble. Walls will fall to the earth. I will summon a sword sword against you, and all the hills of Israel says, or on the hills of Israel, says the Sovereign Lord, Your men will turn their swords against each other. I will punish you and your armies with disease and bloodshed. I will send a torrential rain, hailstones, fire, and burning sulfur. In this way I will show my greatness and holiness, and I will make myself known to all the nations of the world. Then they will know, I am the Lord. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of advice. One, watch the Middle East. Watch Erdogan. Watch him put this alliance or coalition, this defense coalition or alliance, together He's calling it a Mutual Defense Alliance, MDA. The West's greatest fear, he's calling it. Well, it might become that. We'll all get sucked into this war, seems to me. This, uh, the final army, now not today, but the final army will be really, really big, like 200 million man standing army. That's big. That's like 10 times greater than the United States or Israel. Scary stuff. But not to fear, God is going to come back with a vengeance 
and stop all of this war. He's angry with all the armies and he's going to destroy them. So what can we do about this? Well, we can pray. We can study our Bibles. We can study Bible prophecy and learn what really is going on in the Middle East. But please keep your eyes on the Middle East. Don't get distracted by things here at home like COVID or the elections or who's in office and what they're up to and things like that. Yes, watch that. I'm not telling you not to. I think you should since that's what Jesus told us to do. But keep your eyes focused on the Middle East, particularly Israel and Turkey, which is just north of Israel. Actually, they go through Lebanon and then Syria and then Turkey. So this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio, episode 190. I also think this other piece of advice is valid and useful to you. Get back into family farming. Each one, each family, growing at least some of its own food. And start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. It takes a long time to learn to grow things. Seeds will actually learn. They'll become accustomed to the area in which they're grown. And so they'll learn its, the characteristics of the sunshine and the rain and all the uh, little microbes in the soil. Don't sterilize your soil. Don't kill those microbes off. Don't let it even get exposed to sunlight lest they die. You need them because they are what turns minerals and food scraps and the like into something water-soluble and useful and nourishing to your plants. You kill them off, then you have to depend on artificial uh, amendments pesticides and things of that nature. That's what the sin of uh, 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 factory farming did. It killed all the life in the soil. They genetically modified soybeans, for example, and corn to accept Roundup. Nothing else will live through it. All the weeds will die in theory. Well, so do all the little microbes that feed your plants. So you have to buy fertilizer from them to make them work. This is not the way God intended it to be. So, yeah, well, you're a farmer and you earn your money that way. Well, my advice would be to get a better job than that and farm for your food, not for feeding the world, just for your family. And get them to help you. It's a good life. That's the way we used to live it. So you can go to my website, itellwhy.com, and read more about it and watch the videos that are there. I have nothing for sale. I don't want your email unless you want to send me a message of some sort. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Amazon. All my eight books are, are there, I believe. And uh, But you can find them on the website, itellwhy.com. So until next time, 
Keep your chin up, keep looking up, because God is going to take charge of this world and fix everything. And we look forward to that day. Till next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thanks for tuning in today.